Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go, Jill Hannessy. Jill Hannessy. Yeah. Woo! The crowd goes wild. <laughs> oh, stop, you guys. If Jill Hannessy could even figure out how to get her headset on. Uh, Come on, Jill Hannessy. Like, you got it. I, I don't want to break this thing. Well, then don't break use it. Use your, your detective skills. You, use your illusion. Wait, no, 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 no. You are going to break it. I am. Look at that. This will not turn. No. Just oh my flip. god. There you go. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, he's flipping. Oh, Jesus. Like, okay, you there we are go. Gonna break oh my it. god, I flipped this? Yeah, you were going to break it. Okay, I was. I, I'm tempted. I like to leave a mark. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Oh god, that voice. That voice, it's a that different classic world with the headset. Jill Hennessy voice. <laughs> I was thinking the classic Joseph Arthur. Oh, we got some classic voices. <laughs> That's the lowest I've ever talked on the podcast. Are you serious? Yeah, right. Oh my god, I, I feel honored. That's man. the lowest I've ever <laughs> talked. Hey, Jill Hennessy. Dude, I love how you do that. What's it's going like, on? Have we got Jill Hennessy with us today? I, I feel a vibration literally in my sternum oh. right now. I, Joseph Arthur is in my body. That sounds terrible. Wow. Please forgive me. Wow. <laughs> it's Seriously, a dream come true. It's a wrap. Okay. <laughs> Mission thank you. accomplished. <laughs> oh. Thank you for coming, <laughs> We've are, We've ascended to spiritual heights and to like Man, animalistic depth. That was uh, good. That was, <laughs> that was very good. Yeah, I can feel that. That's great. <laughs> oh. Um. Wow, you have a lot of nice. breath. You went Dude, long. Dude, so do you, man. Yeah. So do you. I like I the do. I like the nice long ohms. Me too. Yeah. Do you do the yogas? I do the yogas, man. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I I'm, love it. I'm into it. I <laughs> see. I'm into it. Where do you go? Any kind I can get. Well, you, I usually go do the warm, not the hot, not I like the cold. The hot. hot is is pretty good, mm-hmm. pretty intense, but I. I Dude, I, I feel like sometimes my heart's gonna explode out of my body. Yeah, and I I need to call nine one one. So it's uh, true. I like the moderation. Where do you, you go? Know? Oh, you don't have to say where you go because then you're gonna get your. Stalkers. I go here in New York on Six Ave. Oh, okay. And uh, are we talking was, about motto? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just started going there a little. Are bit. Are you serious? Yeah. I love it. It's my therapy, man. I, and people are so nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's they, a good one. It is a good one. And I, I thought it was like a, a rotisserie chicken place. Yeah, why when is I, that? Because when they, before they opened, they had this big uh, picture of a flame in the window. Uh-huh. And Dallas Barbecue had just been shut down. Yeah. And I was so it's sad. Like, oh, they opened up. And then I saw this flame in the window. I'm like, oh, good. Maybe yeah. there's another barbecue chicken place coming up. Mm-hmm. And I went upstairs to investigate. And I met this guy named Guillaume, who's so nice. And mm-hmm. he said, oh, no, it's actually warm It's always yoga. a guy named Guillaume. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you go into a yoga studio, it's a guy named Guillaume. The guy named Guillaume. <laughs> My name is Guillaume. How may I help you? Namaste. And namaste. No, it is... It is not chicken. It is yoga. I am Guillaume. (laughs) Shout out to Guillaume. Fucking shout out, Guillaume. I love that guy. I love. Have you taken his class? Because he's 
spectacular. They're all amazing, but I might God. have. I've only been there a few times so far. Oh, okay. Which one's he? What's he look like? Um, like sort of petite white guy, shaved head, beautiful green eyes. Uh, Another petite white guy. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of my second novel. <laughs> Another petite white guy. <laughs> they I would tried to that. get me to change the I title. Would, I would read that. Yeah, <laughs> like, that sounds good, man. <laughs> but I was like, no, if it's another petite white guy. <laughs> petite white guy. <laughs> Adventures of the petite white yeah. guy. It's me on the cover in a ballerina outfit. Yeah, but you're not very petite, though, man. I know. It's kind of like, you know, I'm going against type. Le grand, le géant. Le, le... How many languages do you speak? Um, I, like, not brilliantly. Uh, I speak, like, four. <laughs> I mess around with German, but a uh, little Spanish... My Italian's better and my mm -hmm. French is better. So yeah, that's, that's how'd you learn all those? I learned French in school. Like when, and I grew up in Canada, right? That and uh, we moved every two years. So when, sometimes you move to a place where <coughs> kids are already immersed in, in French language programs. Mm -hmm. And we moved to, to Ottawa, as it was, and uh, all the other kids could speak French. I could not, and mm -hmm. I, you know, it, and I actually went into this mental block about learning other languages because suddenly I'm in this classroom where there's all these kids who speak fluently and the teacher hated me. Like literally at one point sent me into a corner because I couldn't answer questions properly or, or, or respond at all in French. Mm. And uh, it wasn't until I was- Why'd she hate you? Because uh, I couldn't answer anything properly mm. and I couldn't understand her to be honest. And then she got and, uh, full of hate about it. Yeah, it was odd, man. And I couldn't even, <laughs> and because I couldn't speak the language, I didn't even realize what was going on and uh, it still doesn't make sense, especially as an adult. It makes even less sense that she would send me into a corner because I'd, I'd try to put up my hand, desperate, grasping at straws, thinking I understood her question, mm -hmm. and I would answer, you know, obviously incorrectly, and and she would yell at me, and I'm not even sure what she yelled, and then point to the corner. I learned the word for corner very quickly. Coin, le coin, au coin, au coin, au coin. Okay, I I can understand that. Okay, I'll go over there. Au coin. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's get in the au coin, yo. Get your ass in the au coin, quick. Au coin, then I realized it was fun, though. I love learning languages now. Yeah. Like, it's like it opens this huge door to all these universes, you know, and people and connecting with them. And yeah. So it's great. I want to learn. Dude, I'll teach you anytime. Really? Yeah, you could, you could learn so easily. You speak the language of music. You, your ear, your brain are, are wired to that, so. Yeah, I should, I should give it a go. Yeah. You Art? Know, the neuroplasticity. Plasticity. How do you say neuroplasticity? I have no idea. I just love the way you just did it. Yeah. Well, I, it's either like... Either one of those works for me. It's good for you when you get older to keep learning things because it keeps the Alzheimer's away. Yeah, I, I hope so, man. I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. Working all those muscles. So, yeah. you like Buddy Holly? Love Buddy Holly. What, uh, what's up with that? Oh, my gosh. Dude, Um. well, my dad always loved him. So, uh -huh. as a kid, you know, I was familiar with Buddy Holly. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up knowing... You know the 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 perennials, the classics, Peggy Sue, and mm -hmm. Every Day, and obviously Linda Ronstadt's versions of all the Buddy Holly songs too. My dad. What was in, she did a bunch of covers of oh, Buddy. Yeah, dude, she was great. She was my she first ever great. rock and roll concert. Are you kidding me? No, that's the first concert my parents took me to. Wow. Yeah. You are a lucky guy, man. 
Yeah, she I just was, remember people like doing whippets and like you know like because there was this big balloon thing that kept happening and people sucking it and then I smelled the weed and then my dad oh my almost got into a fight with a guy. It was like that was my first <laughs> rock and roll experience. Can I ask how old? Sounds were you? rock and roll. I, like, I, I know I was a kid. I mean I was like little kid age. Like I don't even know okay. how old I was. Like, wow, super young. And it's funny you say whippets and I'm so crazy. I, I didn't I know think what those they, chocolate marshmallow cookies, man. Uh, Whippets? Have you ever uh, seen those? No. Oh my gosh, the best. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but oh my gosh, so you saw Linda Ronstadt live? Yeah, but I mean, as such a little kid okay. that um, you know, I yeah don't feel like I did see her. I, I got was you. Like mythical. This, you know, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it that much. <laughs> okay. You know, it was I can of, understand that. It was yeah. Like I was a little kid, I was like, "Come on, I want to go home. <laughs> this sucks." <laughs> so they didn't have a babysitter, and that's why you were at the concert. That's probably, probably that's what, <laughs> as parents, why. You know that, that yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just remember my dad. It was like the first time I heard that my dad was attracted to someone other than my mom. Uh-huh. It's like just, oh yeah, Linda Ronstadt. She's so beautiful. Yeah. Like her and Emmy Lou Harris, Buffy Saint Marie. You know, those chicks. And Joni Mitchell, he loved. And, you know, we were a Canadian family, too. Keep that in mind. Right. That changes everything. You know what they say say about Canada? What? It's America done right. (laughs) Have you ever heard that? No. I never have. I'm going to make a t-shirt that says that. Yeah. My sister, she still lives in Toronto. She would love that. I got, I've got to tell her that you said that. You know what? I'm who I'm more. I'm more obsessed with the movie about Buddy Holly than I am about Buddy Holly. Oh wow! The Gary okay. Busey. Yeah. Did you ever see Gary Busey play Buddy Holly? I saw that as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for you to re rewatch that. I think I, that. I do need to rewatch that man because that's a that's a masterpiece yeah. movie. It's and incredible. he was brilliant in that it's too. Amazing. Even as a called? kid, I could respect Buddy that. Holly. I don't know the Buddy Holly story. Yeah, yeah. it's Buddy Holly story. The movie. I think it was. Was he nominated? I know. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm going to. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! So anyway, yeah, I do love Buddy Holly, and I I will revisit the movie. By the way, <laughs> that but, was Jill's uh, husband. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's Italian? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so so. Um, but yeah, I love Buddy Holly, and yeah. I was like, nobody else I knew knew Buddy Holly. And, you know, when I was in Toronto and I was 18, my friend had an audition for a play that they were making, uh, a musical about Buddy Holly. Actually, it had already been running in the West End of the UK, Mm -hmm. of London. And uh, he knew I liked Buddy Holly. And he said, hey, can you help me rehearse some songs and teach me a couple chords on guitar? And maybe I can play guitar for my audition. I'm like, Because you were a busker on the streets of of the mean streets of Canada. The mean streets (laughs) of Young and Bloor and Bathurst Subway Station and Young Street, you know. Um, And so I taught him a couple chords. And, you know, I think think it was, was it uh, Peggy Sue or I'm not even sure every day. Um, And uh, he borrowed my guitar. And I knew he was going in for the audition, and I thought, well, why not? I'll just drop by, you know, this, Were you this acting music yet, hall. Or was this the beginning? Um, I was studying acting. I was waitressing. I was working at a casting agency. Uh, I you were and a I was good busking waitress. a lot. Oh, I was I was nice with the You're so people, nice. But I just oh man, carrying like it was a fifty style diner too at yeah. the time, and I and you know carrying these large glass milkshake things and you know sundays and burgers and were you more like flo or more like alice 
I was more oh definitely Alice. Alice. I yeah, wish yeah. I had flows yeah. kinda, you know, a Kiss my wit. grits. Kiss my grits. <laughs> yeah, I I needed that, man. I was too Mel's like, diner, everybody. Uh, I was over I was the apologetic. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. Can I help you? Oh jeez, I'm gonna, you know. You people know, pleaser. People pleaser big time. Yeah. You are? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why is that? Um why is that? Joseph. I'm trying to go deep. <laughs> I know. I, I sense that. I feel like I'm being pulled apart right now. Um, <laughs> oh, I think it's just like a survival mechanism, mm-hmm. moving around. I think moving every two years, man. You're, you're, yeah. you're gauging people. You're watching them. You're learning you know, how they function, what they react to. What's the, the safest way I, I can thrive in this environment, basically? Right. And, and also have a good time. <laughs> so yeah. you're... you're constantly sort of vibing things out yeah and but i think in the waitressing scenario you have that instinct coupled with utter panic and stress Mm -hmm. um so it was it was a dangerous cocktail in my mind Mm. yeah yeah that people pleaser syndrome comes from trauma oh that's interesting yeah, yeah. Well, there was a lot of trauma in the way I But there was definitely trauma way back there, too. My whole first album, if you listen to Ghost in My Head, man, yeah. it's all... <laughs> you want to hear about the drama. And you got the Joy yeah. Division shirt and on, I'm, too. I, ex- I, there, and there we go. And it's such an interesting combination of... like even, You listen to the Smiths, too, and it's like a, this bizarre combination of the ethereal and inspiring with utterly disturbing, traumatic, dark... Um, and yeah, I do find that really appealing. You love it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Oh man. Cause it's, uh, maybe because it's familiar, <laughs> maybe because it's, uh, gutsy enough and, and I find it very universal. I think everybody yeah. goes through their, their trauma and their darkness. Yeah, of course. And I don't, you know, wherever you're from, man. It's whatever. a trauma dance, this life. It, it, it is. And it's sort of finding the bright lights too. Yeah. Man, finding the joy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, so you went, you went to the audition and for the yeah. Buddy Holly thing, and you, and you got it. Well, I, I didn't have an audition, man. Uh, I was literally going to pick up my guitar and see how my friend Ken did, you know, mm-hmm. and say, how, how were the guitar chords? Did you get the G and the yeah. C? <laughs> and again, I taught myself guitar, and here I am teaching my friend a few chords. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I had no business trying to help anybody, but he's he was my best friend at the time, and I love this guy, and he was so talented. Um, and I thought I'll just give him a you know pep talk if I get there before his audition or just see how it went and, and pick up my guitar. And uh, in doing so, he uh, he hadn't even gone on yet. The audition was running late, mm. and uh, and he came out and he's like, Jill, you have to come on stage. Come on stage with me. I, and I'm like, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I don't want to mess up your audition, man. And he's like, Well, we could do Van Morrison, do Brown Eyed Girl. I just so, wanted a random song. It didn't I, matter. Well, at that point, he said he wanted to do that because we could do some harmonies. Mm. Uh, and uh, he thought that'd be the easiest one to do, especially with absolutely no prep mm-hmm. or rehearsal. And uh, so we we ended up doing that. They He called me on stage. Uh, the casting director said it was okay. And I, I played Brown-Eyed Girl for him. And uh, the director asked me, if I could speak Spanish, and I said, yeah, si hablo un poquito de español, pero no bien, you know, pero puedo practicar si quieres, you know, and he's like, oh, it's fine, it's great, you know, I didn't understand a fucking word you just said, but it's, can you come back tomorrow? We're having auditions, we're just looking for Maria Elena. And I'm like, oh, okay, and I'm, I, 
I'm like, Marina, I think that was his wife, mm. you know, and... Uh, and she was Spanish. She, yeah. yeah. I think she was uh, Boricua. I think she was Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. I think she was, man. Gorgeous, okay. gorgeous, short black hair, beautiful, you know, pistol. Uh, and I, in, I actually ended up getting the part. And I ended up meeting Maria Elena a few times. She Amazing. come to a lot of the, the, broad, the Broadway openings she came to and... Um, just this this vivacious, amazing kind of. You can see why Buddy kind of fell for her. And she was working at uh, the record company he went with, and she was the receptionist, I think. And he oh, right. walks in and he sees her, yeah. and there was apparently this immediate, you know, connection. And they they got married. Like I, I think it was within months. Yeah, that's the way so, people used to do it back then. I guess so, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wish we were back in those times. That, it, no, I, I don't I, really. Yeah, I was gonna calm say, down. I, Everyone's going to be like, oh my God, you're a racist. <laughs> I don't mean it that way. I just mean simpler times. Like, you know, no, like I when was love was like, simpler. Yeah, but, you know, but was it simple? <laughs> it was it wasn't. Simple? I know. I, I, I don't know. know. I just, I want life to be simple. Yeah, it was I, simple because right, they didn't know any better. I they didn't know what could be. So it was as it, simple as it gets back then. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's never been simple. No. So that no. was the first big acting gig then? That was the first big one, yeah. Previous to that, I was just I was auditioning for like whatever I could get in Toronto, which was like mm -hmm. a lot of TV shows that were American shows shooting in Toronto. And how old were um, you during this time? Like, um, buddy, I think I was, I think, 19? Wow. 20? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so I, and then we, it ran in Toronto for a while, then San Fran, and then I hit Broadway, and I think I was 20, 21. Mm. So it was a long so run. It was, that. yeah, I did that for uh, almost two years, and then, you know, then I was in New York. Did um, you ever have any dreams where Buddy Holly visited you or anything like that? <laughs> you know what? Not really, but, no, no, I discovered that the the building that I live in now uh, Buddy Holly used to live in, like f literally four floors beneath. That's bananas. The, the apartment that's like, where I now live. He, that's crazy. He's, he's on the same line even of this building. This like. kind of thing happens a lot it's, on this podcast, like wild really? synchronicities like that, just like b bizarre, like where yeah. you just have to go, like, come on, that's like, that's crazy. I don't totally. And even the the albums that I recorded are with these awesome musicians. Uh, when, actually, the guy who introduced me to these uh, musicians is from Lubbock, Texas. Mm -hmm. He knows Maria Elena. He knows some of the crickets, mm -hmm. you know. And Buddy's from Lubbock. I mean, it, my my life is like six degrees of of Kevin Buddy Bacon. And, and and Kevin Bacon too. Oh my <laughs> That's God. a good segue. You said six degrees. Six degrees. I was, I was going six degrees of Buddy Holly in Lubbock, Texas. Yeah, but, but we can, you can't like, say Kevin Bacon six too, degrees man. to anybody. Without them saying Kevin Bacon, yeah, and true. you're that's on a true. show with Kevin Bacon, so it's like yeah, everything really is better with Bacon. Is he um, amazing? Yeah. What's up with that guy? He, he really is. He really I love, is. I, I know, love that I'm guy. Like, I wish I could tell you. This. Shout I mean, out to Kevin Bacon. Shout out to Kevin Bacon. In fact, you should you should meet him. Man. Oh man, we, if he, he could come on this podcast, we'd I actually be, reached out to his publicist. Good and, job, Ehud. Right? No, and, and, and the, the Bacon brothers are yeah. playing Sony Hall, and she oh. said it was easier to get him with his brother than yeah. get him alone because the schedule is too busy. But yeah, I think they and they toured all summer too. That's yeah. all good. We yeah. could have yeah. the yeah, Bacon no, Brothers. I'm working yeah. on it. Yeah, I'd okay. love to have yeah. Kevin Bacon on. But what's uh how's it working with him? 
Um, it's awesome. How many? How be. many? Like how much have you? How long has that show been going? Uh, we shot our. Well, we we shot the pilot about a year and a half ago, and uh-huh. uh, we shot ten episodes our full season, uh, yeah. and just wrapped in June. And we got picked up. We're shooting the second season. I'm not sure when we're starting, but uh, no. Kevin is like this awesome, just calm, generous force. You know, he yeah. comes to set so uh, prepared and 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 playful and and beautiful, and but utterly professional, utterly respectful and generous. And it, it's cool to work with him because you're just playing. You're just watching what he's doing. It's different every take. And all you got to do is play along and listen and just react. So you're not, it, it's sort of effortless. You're just like, it's like playing playing music. You're With on stage and you're, killer. somebody's riffing it. And you're just like lay, laying back, mm-hmm. listening. And you're like, oh my God. You know, I could just sit here and do this for for days. Yeah, because they say acting's all about I, listening and responding, yeah, I guess, right? I yeah. Mean, I don't know. And so, yeah, and I, I find it so, when you really get in this groove where you're just, when you can let go of any sort of self-observation right and and be flow in the state. moment yeah flow state exactly which you know i i find it almost easier to reach when i'm playing music when i'm just especially with a group of people mm-hmm. and i can just focus on them and let whatever's coming out of me just come out yeah um and it's nice when you're working with actors that that can allow you to do that too and he's he's one of those people he, yeah and you and he plays like a kind of a charlatan ca- cat yeah oh like man a- you're being kind <laughs> he's, he's he plays this despicable offensive you know uh just disgusting human being really yeah which is so hilarious actually because he's one of the nicest guys it was What's why you feel called? safe where, where is it on? um the show's called city on a hill uh and it's on showtime Starring Kevin Bacon and Aldous Hodge, mm-hmm. who is another <laughs> lovely, beautiful human being. And, and you do an accent on it, don't you? Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. Well, my character's from North End, Boston. So, yeah, North do that. End. Can you do the rest <laughs> yeah. of the podcast in that accent? Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's so funny <laughs> when you get so into it on set, you know. Yeah. And, and then, you, um, and then at the last, there's a lot of people from from Boston on the show too. Yeah. I, uh, thanks for so you you're doing get, a little bit of it. I, I know you it. go. It, it's hard to switch channels sometimes too. You yeah. know, you get so used to, uh, you know, you, you're in character, and also the way that it's written too. It, it's like the accent's almost sort of written into it, into the script. It's more, and it's also a cadence. It's a it's sentence structure. It's it's so many different things. Do you um, forget who you are sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I, what's weird too is I'm so used to fluctuating accents anyway. You know, again, from childhood, you know, I, we moved from like East Coast Canada, West Coast Canada mm-hmm. to like Southern Ontario and small towns around and uh, and you're always dealing with, with different accents. And then coming to New York, I'm like, you're confronted with all these different accents. Then I dated a guy from Boston mm-hmm. and, you know, and then you're, you and know. So that's helping now. Yeah. And, and it really does. It really does help. So why'd you yeah. move so much as a kid? Your dad sold meat or something? That's, yes. Very good. Joseph, God, you do your research, man. That's impressive. Yeah, my dad was, uh, and he he told me, well, Jill, if people ask you, tell them it's it's um, um, importing, exporting, and I, so whatever that means. Um, uh, he didn't want to say it was meat. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it was, uh, of meat. Yeah, of meat. Um, I, I I always said sales and marketing. Sales and, uh, and he works by phone now yeah. from home, and he always well, I, he worked in offices, but he would always get transferred. 
every literally it, be, it was about every two years so you had to switch so schools switch schools every two years you yeah. know you just start to get friends just start to settle down and you, you gotta move and yeah uh, i remember at one point the last time i even rebelled against moving or i i was upset um was when i was about eight mm-hmm. and after that and by that point we'd already moved four times wow four or five times and after that i just stopped crying about it i i just sort of withheld everything mm-hmm. and uh it's funny as an actor too i realized like crying scenes are like so i i find them so cathartic mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i actually find it kind of a form of therapy you can oh really yeah or crying or shouting whatever it just showing emotion is is really fun to play and it just hit me the other day too i i there was a point at which when i was a kid i i tried so hard not to show emotion uh, and I, I'm realizing, yeah, I remember this time when I was eight and my mom's saying, okay, Jill, well, we're going to be moving again. We're moving from Vancouver. We're going to go to Ontario now, to the other side of the country. Mm-hmm. And I remember crying and being so upset and then feeling so almost ashamed for having shown that. And uh, and I remember distinctively sort of stopping crying for a really long period of time. Mm-hmm. And it's taken a long time to sort of get it back to like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Just does that inform you your acting? It, do you, you think, like, I somehow think repressing something and then giving it sort of license in other avenues? Well, I think I, the acting actually gave me license to mm-hmm. feel things. Oh, okay, you know, like it's a safe place. You know, it's it's been and so same with the music, man. Writing music was literally a a, a form of therapy, a catharsis. Mm-hmm. You know, to deal with things that I was afraid to deal with, deal with things that, that sort of haunted me or kept me from sleeping at night, you know, even things either in my life or that I would see other people going through. Um, so the, the music and the acting have really been, you know, it, in retrospect, looking at it, um, sort of a, a healing, soothing balm, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like the yoga, too. Yeah, yoga, yeah, big time. They're all term, sort of yeah. mixed up, you know. Do you do any therapy or anything like that too? Or no, <laughs> no. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I did for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe in that—the music and the art as healing mechanisms yeah. or whatever. Or like, uh, I don't know. I think it's interesting how our backgrounds sort of push us. I just find it yeah. interesting that, like, especially like actors intrigue me too. Like, just cause I feel like I'm like a repressed actor or something. Like I, I want to do, it seems so fun to me. It, it is so much fun, man. I mean, it's all storytelling. Yeah. Like, I, that's why the, the distinction between the two is, is really not as, as, as bold as everybody thinks it is. It's what uh, between music and acting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're really, it's communication of, of emotion. Yeah. You know, in the abstract and you can't really put, words to it you're, you're basically evoking feelings in the audience right and uh so w- whatever comes out is is, is valid yeah. you know there's no one ultimate goal in my mind you know right. how have you been so successful at landing great gigs and <laughs> and maintaining like this <laughs> this career Th- thank you for even saying that so generously um i don't th- i mean it just seems matter like yeah seems like um, just true I don't know, man. I, I'm like so. I'm really grateful for yeah a lot of the great stuff that you know, a lot of it you fight for. A lot yeah. of it is is sort of. What do you think it is you luck? bring to um, something that keeps you getting hired and working? I like to think it's how much I love working uh-huh. and that I come to it uh, 
because I'm so, you know, you know, bloody grateful mm-hmm. and happy to be there because it really is a place where I can enjoy myself and and find pieces of myself that I don't normally see. Right. I remember I was working on the show called Luck uh, on HBO with Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. That only went and, one season, though. Yeah, I know. It was such a good show. Awesome people. Yeah, there was and, something uh, about it, though, that wasn't quite connecting. I remember it was like, you know... Not Fine. you in it, but I'm just, saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, just that show in general. I understood why it didn't get picked back yeah. up. Well, D- I love David Milch, man. He's such yeah. a good writer. I mean, I, I and, hate, uh, I don't mean to be a jerk by saying No, that. that's, hey, express yourself, brother. Yeah. <laughs> it was but, yeah, yeah, it was picked up, yeah. Oh, it got picked up it for did. a second season? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, there were a lot of problems there, Evan. Oh. And uh, I won't even go into. But what were you about to say? You were about to say. Well, but one thing Dustin said to me a couple times was like, you know, we're working on set, and and he he was just staring at me one day, and and he said, Joe, you really like working, don't you? Mm. I said, Yeah, actually. I said, You know what? You 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 just hit something on the head, man. That even I didn't quite realize. But I'm really happy working i'm really yeah. happy creating something with a bunch of people mm. you know like everybody i don't care whether you're, you're holding the <coughs> the light or the, the you know the apple box over there or mm. you, whatever it's like you're with a bunch of friends it's like being on the playground together again mm. with all these kids and you're messing around just saying well, let's just see what the heck we can come up with mm-hmm. Let, let's check it out yeah. uh, and that's what the way it, it feels to me yeah, uh, like uh, when when you're thankful, you keep creating things to be thankful for. Yeah, oh, well said, man. Yeah, I mean, I didn't make yeah. that up. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, though. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's cool. Do you go um, into the same enthusiasm? Um, you were in a few very successful shows like Law & Order and then mm-hmm. Crossing Jordan where you were the lead and you did that for six years. All these new projects that you don't know how long they're going to go. Yeah. You go into the same enthusiasm each time, and then it's one season, and then a new project. How's, how do you deal with that? You always try to, you've got to find what inspires you, you know, and it's always, you never know what's going to happen. It's also one of the most insecure businesses, too, where yeah. you could be working on something that you, you love. Every component is, in your mind, perfect and has great potential, and then suddenly it disappears. The network won't pick it up, or, or an, a, another actor drops out, or, or something just something happens out of the blue. Um, so you, you're always, in a way, it's a lot like songwriting too, man. You're you you're forced to sort of create on your own and let go of any control because you know you have absolutely no control over <laughs> whether you're gonna walk walk to a set you know the next day or, or not or how an audience is going to respond um so you you find the beauty in every every moment you know and try to and just keep going just keep working you know try this let's see what happens you know try to see what happens um and, and just just moving forward man because it's, it's when you stop when you give up when you you know you you can easily pull back into a place of like, no, I'm just going to shut myself off. And I, I think that's, that, that's what gets scary. That's, that's when you start to, to sort of shrivel up. What do you mean? You get resentment and fear-based about things and then um, go into like a... Well, I, I think it's, you're, you're, you're letting, letting yourself down, you know? 
you're sort of you're you're giving up on yourself. Yeah. In my mind, you're not allowing yourself to just sort of go out there. It's like you're you're giving into to to fear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's to, tempting. To criticism. It is. It's Sometimes easy it's to tempting. do. It's temp- nihilism is tempting. Totally. And I because I get it, man. <coughs> yeah. Because you feel pinpricks yeah. of it all the time. Yeah. All the time. And then it's like if your stance is this then like yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> then where do you go <laughs> well it's 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 like cause when your stance is gratitude there's there's somehow more vulnerability in that mm. like there, mm. there's a yeah, yeah. set a weird sense of power and fuck it I don't give a shit go fuck yeah, yeah. like that whole just nihilism there's mm-hmm. like it kind of like takes away some vulnerability yeah. so you, in, in other words, to try, to really try in life, you have to, like, you're kind of setting yourself up to be vulnerable in yeah. this world is so heartbreaking. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and so you're, like, setting yourself, you got to be willing to get your heart broken. And, but then that's, that's, a good that's living, though, man. I want to write that song. Yeah, and you want to feel that. I mean, God forbid you don't feel that. What do you mean, don't feel, oh, yeah, that, the that, openness? That of, you're, if you're not open, man, you're not going to feel anything mm-hmm. you're not gonna feel the good or the bad but so many people yeah. are, are not open that's true too it's a gift if you yeah. can remain open and it, it takes it takes, takes a lot a of guts warrior amount it takes of a courage, lot of guts yeah you know and people create false realities mm-hmm. false selves mm-hmm. you know yeah and then then what's the point though man yeah you could you could sort of live there like this you know and and then it's uh you're in the little box and your body's yeah. numb yeah. And uh, although some people get to that point and then they're like, they realize, oh, okay, this isn't for me. I, I, I'm not, not moving forward. This, uh, I, I'm, I'm not feeling anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes going to that place to, to really start your life again. What's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Oh. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> All I I don't know much either, man. I I just know the image of a centaur, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'll take yeah. it. A pro- what was that? Prostitution? What? I never heard that. Is pro- this is this a statistic you just ripped out of your nether region right there? What? No, I've read it. You've actually read that <laughs> that most prostitutes are sag. That's such an odd okay, thing I'll, for your husband. I, to yeah, say. I was gonna say. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go with it. It's I, uh, a very seems, odd. Seems right up to par. It's a very yeah, odd it really interjection, does. bro. Yeah, I don't even need to fact check <laughs> like, that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I do. his interjections have been, have been fascinating during this whole interview. I'm like, wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you guys meet? We met in the West Village, at Nadine's. Yeah, in a brothel. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Can you Unbelievable, guys? bro. Jeez. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's just, it's like, come on. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I ju- oh, I just I know. We're Yeah, jo- too late. Too late. Okay? <clears throat> jo- we're just joking. <laughs> we're just joking, man. Oh, my so gosh. So tell me about wild hogs. Oh, my gosh. Oh, dude. I, you know what? I will. Because that what was really that just cool seems about amazing. that. It actually was. What, is that Tim Allen and, that was and Travolta? Tim Allen Great and Travolta cast. and Martin God. Lawrence. Yeah. And it was, and, and Bill Macy. It was, it was, we were shooting in Santa Fe. Uh-huh. I was playing Tim Allen's wife. So I, you know, it wasn't the biggest part, but I got to go to Santa Fe. They put me up in this, this hotel that was haunted. Mm-hmm. And I had, my, my, first son was about two and a half and so i would he my husband pal and and marco 
came to visit me a couple times and uh you know, so I'm there. I could see the, the mountains of Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got my kid. We're in a, like a little hot tub, and we're, it was snowing out. So there was we were in a hot tub, but there's mm-hmm. snow, and I'm making little icebergs with my two and a half year old in this hot tub jacuzzi thing. And um, and then I had a couple of days on my own, and ended up writing the bulk of songs for my first album. Um, it, one of the songs called Ten Thousand Miles" I wrote because uh, I, I was woken up in the middle of the night because I thought my son was in bed with me. He was not. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then something pushed me out of bed and I, I fell on the floor. And I'm like, what the heck, Marco? Why'd you push me out of... And I look around and I it come to and I realize I'm completely by myself and mm-hmm. I really thought somebody just pushed me out of bed. So that mm-hmm. this all went to the... This it's one the, of the haunted place. This, the haunted place. But it, it, it was a great... Haunt, like it was a positive vibe. Mm-hmm. It did not feel scary. It did not feel negative. Um, and I feel like literally I was sort of pushed to, to finish writing this album because it, it was like the third song I'd written for, for Ghost in My Head. And uh, Why'd and they push you out of the bed? I, I think to wake me up. I wonder if it was to, to bring me to some level of consciousness of being woke, you know, mm-hmm. I, something, man, because uh, I ended up writing about a, a, a lot of things that have been, been hitting me. Like what? Um, oh, I, this uh, little girl who I love who was going through something at the time. She was the third verse. Uh, a waitress I had met whose uh, daughter had been in prison for a couple of years and she was raising her granddaughter um, and just telling me about how proud she was of her granddaughter and, and how she uh people you met there people i people i met there and people who were in my life who were going through something at the time mm-hmm. and then a woman i was playing guitar in the bar area of the hotel and of course my dinner that night was like a glass of regional sparkling wine mm-hmm. and three little you know complimentary pretzel plates mm-hmm. uh, that was my dinner and it, i was playing in the back room and and I overheard this conversation with this this chick uh, on her cell phone by the bar, and she was calling her, I, I guess her her lover. I think she was married, and she was sobbing. And uh, I was hoping she couldn't hear me, and I, I tried to stop playing because she she was very upset. And uh, she ended up being the first verse of this song, and uh, she was trying to meet up with this guy in Paris, and she was going to bring her daughter and leave her husband, and it was. So that this was this all went to the song Ten Thousand Miles," but uh, it was it, it was great because it allowed me to just say, "Screw it! I'm just just write, just just write what what comes to you, what you're feeling." Because and of the location, or because of the haunted house? I'd, well, it's, I, I'd started writing a little before that too. <clears throat> this sort of solidified the the, re- the bulk of uh, the first album. Because you were sequestered uh, in a in a strange a stranger well, in a strange land. I'm just trying yeah, to figure also, out why this space be beyond like New York or something, yeah, or what made it having what time made it special by yourself, especially at, yeah. having a you know a two year old child to mm-hmm. you because you're just focusing on getting through <laughs> hour to hour, you know, yeah. and just getting through the day, making making it all work, and then suddenly you're confronted with, I have time by myself right now. Right, I this see. is insane. Yeah. And when you haven't had that for a while, it, it hits you like a ton of bricks mm-hmm. as almost this overwhelming freedom. It's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And the, so the, the songwriting project. was just like, bing, yeah. kind of uh, 
Like I'm gonna write all these songs. It really kinda kinda hits you, yeah. That's interesting. It was fun, man. Long distance runs, you know, talking to people, listening. Just and because there's lots of time on your own on a set like that, you like a lot of time when you're not doing anything. Seems yeah, like song, especially yeah, that songwriting would go really or, well with that. Oh yeah, big time, man. Fill up was, those spaces. Yeah, when you're doing a you know small part there with some fascinating people in a beautiful location. Mm-hmm. And what was most fascinating were the people who were working around right. the film you know the people who live there who are from there their stories that that's what kind of killed me and did so. you ever share your songs with anybody i did i in fact that i premiered that song <laughs> with <laughs> the hair and makeup team and some people mm-hmm. at the hotel and some of the grips and the crew yeah because uh, we'd meet occasionally like once once a week you know at this this hotel this outdoor bar where you could see the mountains and mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to get a glass of wine, sit and talk. And uh, and then I, I played the song for them, you know, in this beautiful outdoor patio. I'm like, guys, what do you think of this? You know, <laughs> and so we passed the guitar around, we'd play and they were like, yeah, it was great. So it was, yeah, that seems like a real healthy environment to work on yeah. songwriting. Exactly. Because you have, yeah, you have people you can jam them to. And then yeah. like that thing that happens when you get into like a flow of a project like that it's like and and you know and you can always go back to it like when you go home or like mm-hmm. it, that's the best yeah exactly man and you when you, you're in that you care and it's such a generous gift that people give you man when they're they're open enough with you and make you feel comfortable enough that you can actually play mm-hmm. your new material for them cuz that's a really vulnerable state to be in man you've got here you've created this little you've given birth to this little little creature Mm -hmm. and you're like hey guys what do you think of my baby what do you think and to have people actually be open enough and cool enough to say oh yeah and support you man that's that's invaluable that's precious yeah yeah people seem to be really generous i think lately online too like i've noticed like when people mm. put stuff out online, it seems like a lot of people are just get leaving positive feedback mm. all the time. I'm seeing that a lot. I, lo- I love seeing that. That's yeah. imp- to me, that's what, what it should be about, you know? Everybody talks about all the negative that's out there, and it's like, there's a lot of positive, too, though, you know? Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought that up, because... Uh, yeah, do you, you know what Andy Warhol said? He said, um, just make stuff, and while everybody's telling you how bad it is, make more stuff. Exactly. <laughs> or make art, and then when people, when you know, yeah, I always think of that. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on to that. Keep going. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Like you just like don't. Yeah, and it's it's easy to want to stop. How did you wind you know? up in New York? I guess acting. Right it was the here. Buddy Holly story. Uh, yeah, that's what literally got me here, well, and I'd and always you, wanted to come. To be honest, you know. You didn't? Did you ever live in L.A. or just New York? I lived in L.A. when I was shooting Crossing Jordan, but always oh, okay. I didn't. You know, I never left New York though. I, you know, we had our apartment here, mm-hmm. uh, and we weren't sure how long the show was going to go for so we right. never never gave it up uh, and I always you know saw myself as a New Yorker and assumed that I was just going to be working temporarily in LA so where do you guys live we're in like in the village oh. central village west village no or central central village yeah. what's that yeah I've never heard of Dude. central village <laughs> think of NYU man just <laughs> think just think north of right. NYU central Washington village. Square Park I guess. oh yeah, Washington exactly. Square Park like oh, okay. literally yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't know that was called central village 
Village. It's called Greenwich oh, Village. Oh, it's called yeah. Greenwich Village. I say Central, though, because people like East, West. <laughs> Greenwich is West. Greenwich, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Washington Square Park Washington is Square neutral, Park, man. in the middle. Yeah. In the middle. Yeah, okay. I got it, so. I did. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you already said where you're going to yoga. I, I might as well give out your address. It's fine. I say, <laughs> yeah. So how long have you lived there? Man, uh, 16 years. Wow. Yeah. Before that, we were in Sheridan Square. So, Where's that? Oh, dude, 7th Avenue. And, I don't uh, know. <laughs> I've only lived know? in New York for 25 <laughs> years. So We were I'm right above like the Monster Club. Like, well, just the building next door and just above. Mm. And uh, I was just talking about this yesterday because I was taking my son to uh, to music class, and I love this neighborhood so much. And I was I was recounting how uh, during Hurricane Sandy, mm. um, you know, it was all of Southern Manhattan, as you guys know, was you know blacked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I knew everybody at the Monster pretty well because I'd lived there for so long. And it, the Monster is this great bar they've got like this piano bar and they've got a dance floor downstairs and you know what are the preeminent gay bars in in new york city Mm -hmm. it's it's a landmark it's it's awesome and i used to go in there you know and talk to the doorman and when i had my first kid marco um i would take him when he was just a few months old and i you know, I, I knew the doorman so they'd say hey jill come in for a drink so i'd bring my you know three month old baby into the bar you know like seven o'clock put him on the bar, order a cranberry and soda, and, and just talk to the guys. And then they always had a great person playing piano, a musician. And then you can go over there and, play, you know, sing along. And I was, you know, say, can I sing a Springsteen song? Is that okay? And, and so you they, just yeah. left the baby on the bar oh, while you sang Oh, no, no, the baby song. was with me. The baby was with me. <laughs> and, uh, no, actually, the, the singing happened <laughs> when on, they were. Come Jill. Nah, this was, that was later when he was older. Because then Marco, Marco sang there, too. He, he sang Adele. I think he sang, uh, it, was it, no, it wasn't Hello, was it Rolling in the Deep? I can't even remember which. But during Hurricane Sandy, when they were older, mm. um, it was one of the few places that, that had candles all around and mm-hmm. the doors were open. They were inviting people in, in case people didn't have food. Because a lot of people at that point had you know, little access to, to fresh food or anything. And it was packed. Everybody was gathered around the piano. Uh, you know, the, the owner came by and said, hey, Jill, how are you guys doing? Do the kids have enough to eat? Do you need something to eat? And he brought over crackers and cheese, olives. He made little sandwiches for my sons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my younger one was, Johnny was, uh, I guess he was three or four at the time. And, you know, Marco was nine, eight or nine. Uh, and so we're gathered around the piano. I got my mother-in-law and, and another friend from our building. And there's it, it's packed. We're all around the piano. Um, I think I sang Thunder Road with like four other guys. And then my oldest son, Marco, sang some Adele song with like a whole bunch of other guys. And we're, we were laughing our heads off. Mm-hmm. They, they kept pouring, refilling my wine glass. I didn't even know it. Uh, and, you know, it was one of the, and it's surrounded by candles because, you know, all, New York City was in blackout. Southern mm-hmm. Manhattan was in a major blackout. So that was one of my favorite New York memories. That sounds say. fun as hell. It was awesome, man. Yeah. It really was awesome. Are you a big Bruce fan? I am. I am a big Bruce fan. Well, who's your favorite? Uh, What's your favorite? Which one? top three? Top three. Not Bruce. I'm just saying. Oh, <coughs> top oh. three songwriters. Songwriters. Yeah. Top oh, three like inspirations for your music. Wow. Um, yeah, I've always loved Patty Griffin. You mm-hmm. know. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Shout out Patty Griffin. Shout out Patty Griffin. Love her. Love mm-hmm. her. Um, it's 
Uh, what was that, pal? Bruce. I, Bruce. Bruce. I already said Bruce. Wait, wait. Top three. You didn't. You, you officially you didn't say Bruce. Oh, I didn't yeah. say. Oh, well, Bruce is one of my favorite. Well, Bruce is what brought up the question. Yes. Yeah. Is Bruce top three? Uh, I would say Bruce is top three. Yeah. yeah but then it's like it, it's such a hard question to answer. There's so many genres. Like, I, I, yeah. You know, if I wanted to go in another direction, I'd say The Cure, and then the it's cure. like singers like. Eagles. E- oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, your dad liked the Eagles. <laughs> oh, my dad did love the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. He, he loved them. Uh, you know, they're, they're great, too. It's, it depends what genres, too. I mean, like, Joseph I've Arthur. got... And there's show, Joseph. Oh, Arthur. come on, bro. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I got to say, I... I well, the last time we saw you, you two played on stage together at City Winery closing that's night. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. true, yeah. That was fun. You were... Awesome, that was funny. You were awesome. And, <laughs> but your facility, man, you, you're so grounded on stage. Mm. And I remember that last song at the finale. You know, you were just we were just thrown this song last minute, mm. and you're just so present. You you fly with it. You make it yours. Mm. And I'm sitting. I don't know if you noticed me watching you on stage, but I was. I noticed. Uh, okay, we're having fun yeah. up there. Yeah. And you're, but you fly, man. You just fly with it. And yeah. it's it's like when you're painting, doing your paintings on stage while you're singing, while you're playing guitar, mm-hmm. while you're playing like loops. Looping. You know, I'm like, it, it sort of just flows through you and it's just so much a part of who you are that it, it's, as an artist too, I'm like, it, that just resonates so much with me, and I'm Thank like, that's you. it, man. That's what it's about. Yeah, I'm comfortable on stage. I don't know. I love mm-hmm. performing. It just like feels like mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like it. I even like it when when it's edgy or when you know I have to win the crowd or I like yeah. I like that energy. Nice. I don't know. It's just a comfortable place. That's fantastic, you know? though. What do you feel more comfortable acting or being on stage m- with music? Uh, I would. I, I actually feel like <laughs> being on similar? stage with music. Yeah. Especially if I have a guitar in my hands. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm most comfortable. Yeah. Um, more so than even, you know, doing interviews and stuff. If I have a guitar and I'm, I can speak with a mic and I'm just joking around with the audience. Mm. Uh, it, it's just so much more. There's something that feels much more colorful. I, I it, things just seem richer and yet. I feel much more present. I yeah. guess you know. Yeah, I, I, it's weird because people's like biggest fear, I guess, is public speaking. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I'm, I don't have that. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I mean, I have other crazy fears, but do you believe in God or anything like that? Do you I pray? Definitely, or? but yeah, it's in in some ways, I feel like I'm praying all the time. You mm-hmm. know, you know, yeah, I can catch myself. I yeah, every moment I'll be on the subway and I'm like. Just think of something or see somebody. I'm, you know, God, man, bless that. Bro. Okay, just sending out, sending out some good vibes to people in their situations and or things that are going on mm-hmm. in my life, other people's lives, and uh, I definitely believe in, in a higher power, man. Mm. Yeah. Did you connect with that when you were a kid and keep it with you, or did, I or did it develop? Or good question, because I've been always my parents weren't really. Mine part of either. any religion mm-hmm. yeah okay same um and i uh i remember in uh again eight years old some kid saying hey what church you go to and i said oh i actually we, you know we don't go to church yeah and this kid literally saying oh well you're going to hell <laughs> and i'm like okay well i guess i better get on that so uh i, I remember going to actually my first thing, uh, organized religion experience was uh, at a catholic church because my neighbors found out we didn't go and she said oh you should come to our church so I went, and 
uh, she said, okay, you got to do a sign of the cross and kneel. Mm-hmm. So we walked in the church. It was my first time in a, in a church. And I, I literally knelt down on one knee. I got the, well, I got the holy water first, knelt down, sign of the cross. And the, the priest saw me doing this and, and walked down from the altar. And I thought, I'm in trouble. He, he can see that I'm a pagan. He can see that I'm unworthy that of being it. here. I'm faking this. <laughs> and he came down and he, to all of us, my sister, my two friends, and he said, I just want to thank you all for showing such respect. That was so wonderful. If you, you want to, to sit with us on the altar, and you can sit there if you'd like. But I really want to commend you guys for doing that. Uh, so that was my first experience. So mm-hmm. I've had nothing but positive experiences, whether and it, through friends of mine in, in so many different religions, you know, in, uh, you know, in Judaism, dealing with rabbis, friends of mine who are Muslim. Um, you know, it, and just dealing with generosity and outreach, um, openness, taking care of your neighbor. I mean, mm-hmm. so my experiences have all been like amazingly positive. Yeah. And uh, so there you go. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> what about your your second album? I I do. Um, what's What's next? Because it's been a while since you put out new music. Yeah. Um, and that that album is completely different from your first one as far as the theme of love and and relationships yeah well i've um i've got a few more songs that i'm working on the third album oh okay cool. um so yeah but i do i tried to be a little more it's the ghost in my head was much more of a childhood uh trauma. autobi trauma childhood trauma autobiographical um and I, with I do, I tried to go a little more, I, I thought, I'm going to try and be positive. <laughs> I'm going to try to write something happy. And some of them are happier, some of them are not I great. try to write ha- positive things. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. Okay. Like, I have to consciously try. Yeah, same Because, like, my go-to, like, just, like, uh, you know, singing some bleak shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, I, 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 I do enjoy the bleak, man. Yeah. I, well, hey, there you go. I hear you. But yeah. uh, th- this new one was... Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do. don't even know what this new one. Is. I do is a little more leaning towards. I, I want and just, you know, musically, I wanted to go a little more more rhythm. Is that oriented. a marriage thing? Like I do, like yeah. That yeah. was literally the, the the song I actually kind of wrote w- with that guy in mind. That guy in mind. Yeah, this the husband in the room. The husband yeah. who's is, over there texting. Yeah, he's probably texting. Is the story true that you guys <laughs> got officiated by Rudy Giuliani? Oh God, is that is that yeah, a true yeah. story? That was in that, the second ceremony. Yeah. Is, Can you explain yeah. that? How yeah, that the, came to me? The first one was us in the mountains of Italy uh-huh. um, by ourselves, our own personal ceremony. But then a good friend of ours said, hey, we could have the mayor. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. We could have him officiate your wedding. And at the time, he was, you know, America's mayor. Hero, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. It was even, oh, it was January. It was right before that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it was just this mellow because we needed to legalize and it was actually a really nice ceremony and it was yeah it was after that that oh we my gosh go to city hall and just have it with the justice of the peace yeah and my friend said oh we could do it at the mayor's house i'm like no we're really married we're just gonna do justice and peace but he pushed it and he got in touch with the mayor's office and they mm. invited us on a date in january it was ice cold and it was pretty interesting driving down broadway yeah. with my two immigrant Italian grandmothers who at the time were probably in their 80s and my mother who's also an immigrant and her sister and my brother and two good friends 
and the, 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 the beauty of going to City Hall, my, actually my grandparents who were very religious were happier to see their grandson being married by the Italian mayor of New York yeah. City mm-hmm. than to be in a church somewhere. And it was only a couple of blocks away from Ellis Island. So it was really kind yeah, of... Yeah, there was a... Respect. Not, it didn't matter that it was Giuliani per se, but that it was the, an Italian well, to have mayor. his... Well, they have a, the mayor, you know, that's pretty yeah. kind of cool. But also <laughs> be, you know, two, two women in their late 80s from southern Italy who had immigrated to the States, you mm-hmm. know, in the 60s, and then Paolo's mom, who was 16 years old when she immigrated wow. from Italy, and, and Paolo, and then to be married by the Italian mayor of New York City, they were in heaven. I mean, it was a very moving... Yeah kind of event and uh yeah yeah interesting now a little little different now but uh yeah that was a it actually was a really amazing night because it was uh it was so cold oh my gosh so have you ever thought about blending like you know like making some kind of musical or something like putting your both like your acting and music Mm. together into a creative project yeah one I was thinking about and and Paul and I even talked about this sort of a a show based on like the the first album since Mm -hmm. it is a series it's very story driven all my music is very sort of story driven Um, and especially the first album uh, could be threaded together as sort of a, a one person show or something. yeah oh, okay and, one, uh, one woman show it could be kept autobiographical or it could be I, which i see i see more of the one woman show than than sort of a big broad musical because it's really mm-hmm. not necessarily like that but uh um it, it is very much uh a story of, of my life mm-hmm. you know and it, it it was funny because we were thinking about doing this, and then then Bruce then Bruce went and did his show, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, which is literally sort of those you know an explanation, giving con- the audience context for each of his songs. Yeah, it's uh, almost just like a super intense storytellers yeah. the Bruce thing. Exactly, I mean, exactly. It was great. I yeah. enjoyed it. Did you? I loved it. You it loved was, it. It was like uh, it was almost it was a religious experience for me. I, I although yeah. I've always you know I've been so intensely focused on him for so many years and loved. It was a storytelling that the first got me because I didn't even really mm-hmm. know what the big deal was, to be honest. When I was, uh, you know, I wasn't even, a, I was 13 years old and I heard Born in the USA. I'm like, okay, what's that about? Mm. Um, and it wasn't until years later I really looked at the lyrics of that song. Yeah. Uh, and my first roommate said, I sang that song at Carnegie Hall with him in the audience. Are you serious? Yeah, I did. Wow. The, I did a sad acoustic version of it. See, that's yeah. brilliant. I would love to hear that. Yeah, that's the way uh, I kind of hear that. But now I can actually hear the album version and say, "Okay, how amazing is it that he did it like that with this driving hard rock?" <sighs> yeah, I rhythm, love that album. You know, it's such a great album. I like the production too. I don't, Production's you know. amazing, and it look. Yeah. And now I can look at it and say, "Okay, oh, he was." That is actually an homage to sort of American rock and roll, rockabilly, uh, mm-hmm. soul. Uh, you know, it's, it's there's something to Americana, basically. Um, yeah. it just, and with and juxtaposed with such hard hitting lyrics, with social commentary and and the the American experience and mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and and scathing criticisms even. Um, but I. Yeah, the first time I heard, really heard Bruce was when my my roommate said, "Jill Hennessy, you gotta, you gotta sit down, you gotta listen to the lyrics. Here, you're, I'm gonna play you the river, 
the live version from the what was it the 1970 something to 85 album mm-hmm. and you oh, got triple yeah, yeah. exactly and, and and bruce gives this monologue before he goes into the river and you got to listen to the the lyrics man listen to this monologue mm. so uh he played it for me and this is my roommate sandy who was a photographer he was 38 years old i was 18 and a great guy this guy you know gave me a uh, a leg up you know when nobody else would you know and to have an 18 year old you know living with a 38 year old dude who's totally trustworthy and cool and uh, i owe this guy a lot um so and especially his love for bruce so he played me the river and the, the monologue was heartbreaking um and i realized oh that's what this guy's about I mean, all you had to do was hear the monologue, and you're like, okay, because that, that's very reminiscent of what he a- ended up doing in his stage show. What do you think he's about? Um, storytelling, man. But uh, yeah, but but also heartbreaking family. Yeah, but but presenting mm-hmm. his own stories um, in a very open way yeah. and making it very universal. Um, yeah. Because I and even in the show, he was sort of you know self-deprecating, like you know I'm not really the blah 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 I'm, I'm actually you know I've never really done an honest day's mm. work but, and, but you right. know what he went through I don't even stuff. know how to drive or whatever yeah yeah, yeah exactly thing. he like, went yeah. through his thing man he, he you know and, and he's, he's very open about that yeah uh, and I love the way he, he incorporates that in his music and he because hey the, what's most personal is most universal I think if you come yeah. from like a really like broken family that like I can I relate to his obsession with his family mm, mm. I really relate to that yeah because like, he you know he's obsessed with the history like mm-hmm. it's so much going just into the past like yeah. his whole that whole thing was just like the past I don't know yeah well those a lot of those albums now, now he seems to be focusing though on uh, you know a lot of even a few years ago I mean the girls in their summer clothes there's a lot with transitions of life now too yeah. even there's there's the economic anxiety of of the united states even he was dealing with and then there's his personal experience with you know beautiful young girls not even paying any attention to him on the street you know i mean jumping from these all these different mm-hmm. issues i i, I think I we should both do something like that storytelling Bruce Springsteen style Broadway musicals. Oh my gosh, let's do it. I I mean, you do yours and I, not as a collaboration, yeah. but yeah, I mean, separa- we could collaborate separately on something. Side by side I, if you I'm want. saying like separately side by side. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we should challenge each other to do it. That that might as be like a kind of a writing fire under a my ri- butt, writing man. workshop thing like. Yeah. That's actually a great idea. At least it's a good thing to throw out there cuz I want to do something like that. Yeah. You know, I I remember watching him do that and going like, man, I, I, he lays it out in such a simple way. Like mm-hmm. this this one person show is such an intimidating mountain to climb. Yeah. But when you watch him do it, it's just so simple. The 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 sort of uh, what do you call it? the concept or whatever, just like. Mm-hmm you know framing the set list with these exactly. sort of elongated stories that and then you get this like sort of narrative through line you and know? you already kind of do that too yeah exactly you know? it's not That's a million miles away not at all you know yeah okay so we have to this is on our list do you want to sing a song list. you got a guitar is that your guitar that's my guitar are you gonna sing a song i don't i wasn't sure if you guys were you yeah know, we should or what yeah, I'm like, sing a song <laughs> Can I take these guys out? Yeah. Or eight, so I don't or, break them again. Yeah. I thought it was two. Oh my God. 
Okay. Um, okay, so I guess we'll do uh, Last Two Ghosts of Man. Yeah, it's the first song I ever wrote, man. Okay, title of the first album. Okay. Um. are still on at 4 a.m. on the tree in Washington Square. And the cold scared the dealers back into their holes till the sun brings them up for air. Bare feet walking boots, too blind to find socks in a silent escape in the dark. Song in my head, my belly filled with lead. I go walking down the park, looking for a different something to happen to me.
hope I have something left unsaid And I didn't really know you at all So how come I feel so small, so That was uh, that was the first one. That's the first one. That was the first one. Yeah, it's really great lyrics. That was it's pretty literal too, of a, a literal account of uh, a life experience that sort of set off the whole songwriting thing, man. Just oh, it was like loss. Yeah, loss. loss yeah. yeah, and then just waking up at uh, four in the morning and. Uh, yeah, just just needing to go walk around Washington Square Park, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it was bitterly cold and uh, and oh yeah, then uh, I, I walked over to Dwayne Reed, and God bless the guy working there, man, because it was four in the morning. I went and bought a one of those composition handwriting mm-hmm. books that you buy for school, mm-hmm. and the guy working there was so nice. I'm the only person in the store, and he had this bright smile like it was you know midday and oh hi hi good morning how, how can yeah. i help you and i said oh, i'm just gonna get the book and some pens oh well you have a lovely day sister you just have a lovely day mm-hmm. this guy was so sweet and i i sort of carried that with me and i wrote all my first songs in that that notebook that's wild yeah so. yeah there's something about the middle of the night being the only person in a drugstore just wandering <laughs> through the aisles i've been that guy yeah really oh, oh my yeah gosh. of course i'm sorry i never saw you i know i wish we would have seen each other in there <laughs> <laughs> but who's uh, like what um yeah there's some really good lines in that song yeah just yeah, i'm ready yeah. for the healing that yeah, one yeah and, uh, um yeah, what, what's the first verse? What's the first verse? Uh, the lights are still on at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. on the tree in Washington Square. Yeah. I just remember walking out and I'm like, God, the, the, tree, the lights are still on at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the Christmas tree in Washington yeah. Square Park. It was like, wow. And usually I'm, I was so used to walking around there and usually there's some dealers around going, hey, smoke, smoke, you know, pot, yeah. smoke. And I realized it was, and it was so cold. I realized, oh my gosh, it's so cold that the drug dealers are not even out. Yeah. And it's also four in the morning, so there you go. Yeah. But uh, so those are literally just the first two lines of the song. Yeah. Who are okay. some of your lyrical inspirations? Do you read poetry or how do you come up with the words? Um, the, well, that one was more literal. Yeah. I guess, a lot of my songs tend to be literal or literally things people have said or mm-hmm. my memories, you know, of, of incidents, uh, things my like four small hands is just lines that my things my mom said and, uh, you know, memories of 
you know, it, it's weird, you know, c combining your memories as a child mm. with what your parents told you later, too. And then as an adult and trying to stay, you know, true to, to you never really know what happened. Sometimes nonfiction is basically fiction, too, because it's, it's just all your, your recollection That's and true. feelings as a child. So it's sort of let go of this, this idea of, OK, it's never going to be the exact you know, exact issue. It's not a documentary, um, but basically you're going by feelings. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, a lot of it is just just images and, and things that have played out in my head for years. You know? Are you inspired by writers like the Beats or anything like that, or like Kerouac, any oh poets? My God. Yeah, that's a good question. Bukowski. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I never really, <clears throat> I, I never took that into account in terms of, of my songwriting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the songwriting always seemed like uh, it, it, it's weird because I, I don't know if you find this too. It's like yeah, I find that the story comes and it's or a rhythm, and that leads me to to some emotion or story, and then the words come through that, and then I don't see any correlation with any pre-existing artist, poet, singer mm. until after the fact when I'll look at the the structure. Um, or, or patterns, and I'm like, oh, that, that's interesting. That's a little sort of, you know, am I doing a little Springsteen there? What's that? You know, or um, Joni Mitchell, or... Um, but, yeah, I never consciously think of uh, another writer. I'm thinking maybe I should. Oh, <laughs> that I might know. be good. Well, I was just wondering you know? if you were into, like, those kind of writers, like the Beats, like Allen Ginsberg, or anything like that, or not really? Not really, no. you know? You never went through the Beat thing, like... Obsessed with the beatniks. I was never, I, you know what, I admired, but never, it's funny, I never obsessive in, in terms of, uh, like, examining their, their, their structures and patterns and such. Mm -hmm. Who were some of my favorites, like, uh, that really inspired me writing-wise, because, uh, it's so funny, it's like, it's like that thing, oh, play your favorite song, and then you can never think of your favorite yeah. song. And then tonight, at, like, you know, at 2 a.m., lying in bed, I'll, I'll, I'll be like wanting to call you. I've got to call Joseph Arthur and <coughs> tell him who my favorite writers are. Um, you can text me. I can text you? Okay, yeah. go. <laughs> leave, leave a voicemail. We'll put it in. But, um, oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, just because, you know, I, the, it's so, like, those are really good words. And t typically, if somebody could write really good words, then they'd probably been, like, that's why I asked the question. Like, Oh, it's a good question. I'm like, know. I'm an avid reader, too, man. What do you I'm read? Like, I'm obsessed. Uh, I read too much. I feel like I'm addicted Oh um, really? Yeah, yeah. I wish I read I'm more. Like, oh, dude, I I love it. I'm what just, do you read? It's sort of, it's also my drug. You know, it helps with insomnia. Well, who are your um, favorite writers? Oh my gosh! Or what uh, are you reading now? I, I I try to jump around, man. I've just read this this new writer. I can't even remember her name. It, she her, the book was just released about a month ago, and the book's called Hollow Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, it's sort of an apocalyptic yet very positive novel told through the eyes of a crow. Weird. The crow is the protagonist of the novel. How interesting. And uh, I, I hate to even say anything more because I don't want to color anybody's perception of, of what this book is about. And it's beautifully written. Um, but that sounds so really many, interesting. So many great novels. I love historical fiction and nonfiction. And How does the crow communicate? Through words? Um. He, or is it just like the books like he's, ha, ha, he's the, <laughs> like over and over again well it's it's uh <laughs> we're lucky that the crow is actually the narrator of the novel 
therefore he can talk to us. But actually, he he's taught how to talk by his his owner, who's this sort of beer guzzling, uh, Bon Jovi loving dude who lives in I think Portland, Oregon. Really? And and bon Jovi's and but in actually. There? Bon Jovi. Yes. yes. Yeah. Nice. This makes me nice. even more intrigued. Now. Oh, it's and this crow lives for Cheetos, and his best friend is. Uh, oh, so it's got a humor. Or because when you other... said crow, I go to like, oh, it's like kind of Edgar Allan Poe. Oh yeah, or something, I know. But... It's weird, and it's uh, there is some dark subject matter, and yet it, there's also incredibly light and hilarious. I, the, the humor in this is just mm -hmm. so on point. It's it's. I loved it. It was just a nice escape. What's your favorite book? Oh my gosh, that's really tough. Um, there's so many great. Uh, What's the first one that comes you know, to your head? Fall on your though? knees. One, one. That, there's a Canadian novel called Fall on Your Knees. Um, mm -hmm. I think at one point somebody was going to try and make a movie out of it, and they never did. Um, Anne Marie McDonald, I believe, is the name of the writer. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm correct in that. Uh, that's one of my favorite novels. And then there's uh, like I said, the novels like I know this much is true. Wally Lamb, I always loved. Do you, I think you'd like that one. Have you read that? Uh-uh. That's a very good book. Oh, one, uh, Kite Runner was great. But there, there's a novel that nobody I know has ever read, and I love it. It's called Perlman's Ordeal. Mm -hmm. And I, oh, what is the name of the writer again? Okay, well, look, look it up. It's great. Perlman's uh, Ordeal. Perlman's Ordeal. And it sort of combines this sort of, uh, you know, uh, historical fiction... And, and love of Gustav Mahler um, and s the birth of, of psychoanalysis with uh, these brilliant Jungian sort of uh, <laughs> archetypal, uh, oh my goodness, uh, legend and myth, hero myth and, and uh, the, the, the myth of Atlantis. I mean, it's, you've got to check it out. It's, it's okay. so well done. It's, uh, I've got to return. Thank you, Brooks Hansen. Thank you, Brooks Hansen. Did you ever check out that uh, Power of Myth series, Joseph Campbell? Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes Bill of that. Moyers. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of fascinating. Yeah, it's a good that. one. I yeah. Know. Yeah, and I, I, a good friend of mine used to be really be into Mahler, too, and, and he would say, you listen to this, and you turn off the lights. I, so many good friends in my life, thank God, who like exposed me to great music. Yeah. And they'd always like, turn off the lights, listen. And I'm like, okay. And... Usually we'd either like eat oatmeal um, or cookies, and I just listen to Mahler, and and I'm I kind of blew my mind. And I'm a, you know not the most educated person in the world, and this was my education after leaving home in school. Yeah, was just running into all these people as like an 18 year old living in Toronto on very little money. Yeah, and just just talking to people. So. so what's the next so since we got to wrap it up like what's, no, okay. what's <laughs> the next like songs like what, what's the next kind of like where are you going oh, with your new songs good question yeah um, it, a lot of it's, it's still sort of cathartic you know stuff that just either pisses me off or is really disturbing me um, or okay what, the, and then there's a little bit of family stuff something that I'm afraid to deal with you know, oh, yeah. with family, He's and I'm like, okay, it. so I'll write a song about it. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know whether it's confronting or it's another form of escapism, probably both. Um, and let's see, what's the we other one? Yeah. Well, this one went a little more, like one song in particular. Roots, and it's, it tends to be kind of country. 
country. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one song I was actually the, the stories came and it was sort of three people related with one issue that that was it's pretty traumatic to me. Are your folks um, still together? No, no, they split up when I was little. Oh, was, okay. Uh, yeah, my mom and my mom moved out when I was twelve. Do you, uh, do so. you uh, keep in touch with your mom or your dad or um, both? I, of them try, or? I leave messages for her. Yeah. You know, so I haven't gotten a response for a long time. So. Oh, really? So we'll see what happens. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's like it, it is. It is, but you you sort of you know you know it's going to come because you you know because you know the history yeah so it's, but, but it's, it still What's is the history oh just just separation just just uh and you know she, her podcast, yeah that's a yeah that's yeah. <laughs> that's the first album and and little pieces of second and third but uh yeah so you've been estranged from her for a long time or yeah well she when she she left she didn't want to be contacted so that's so bizarre that yeah. must have uh informed your whole life in yeah, a crazy definitely. way yeah like very unpredictable and and sort of you know you know not you know no contact and then little pieces of contact and then disappearing again and so no consistency nothing predictable right and sort of does she have a mental condition that's what i'm yeah who knows i she's never told me she's even looked into that and you have a twin sister Mm -hmm. and does she have contact with your mom or no I, i a little bit she because she lives a little more close oh. you know but i don't i she doesn't really talk about that much either so i'm not even sure yeah is that so, your only sibling or? uh no i have a younger brother too and a younger brother yeah, yeah. He's six years younger he's up in northern ontario now interesting so. uh, is your twin sister identical twin um biologically identical yeah that's uh, wild it's weird man we're mirror twins too that what's that mean uh meaning you're sort of uh i've got this mole on the right side uh-huh. she has it on the left that is bonkers. So sort of reverse. And <laughs> that is yeah. wild. And like, you're that's, that's crazy. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. And because your first yeah. movie was with your sister, your twin yeah. sister, right? What was that called? Yeah, Dead Ringers. Dead Ringers. David Cronenberg. Wow. And they were looking for twins. Yeah. And uh, so, I, and I, crazily enough, a lot of a lot of twins audition for these parts. What was it like working with Cronenberg? Uh, awesome, awesome. I loved him. He was so nice to us. And we were we were eighteen at the time. And my sister had to get out of her final exams to to come to downtown Toronto to shoot. And yeah, I auditioned for both of us. And uh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons was the lead. Oh, he was the lead. And. Uh, I don't even know if he'd remember, man, but he was, uh, well, he was playing an identical twin at the time. Yeah. And we actually had, a, he requested a meeting with us just uh-huh. to, to talk to twins. So he was meeting with a lot of identical twins just for to study behavior and to work on his character. And so we, we met him uh, at a restaurant and, and, you know, had lunch with him just just sat and talked with him about anything just just random subjects and uh you know very sweet sort of a quiet gentleman and uh then we ended up and we filmed uh, a few weeks later and it, which was an incredible experience i mean being 18 years old and you're working with david cronenberg and, and jeremy irons yeah uh Bujol was on the on set too and uh it was it was a pretty amazing experience and uh it was just one scene and I remember when the film premiered, you know, uh, 
David Cronenberg invited us to the premiere, and I'm thinking, wow, we're only in one scene, they're inviting us, it's so nice. And, and being, I just remember being so terrified before our scene came up. Just utterly, I can remember the acid in my stomach, mm. knowing, okay, oh my gosh, our scene is coming up next. And I, I was shaking, I, I shake now just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. um, and, it and in retrospect, I'm thinking, it was just one scene, what was I so nervous about? But it, it really, it was such a, a baptism of fire for me. And how did know? it come off to you? Oh, I, it was so hard to watch myself. Really? Oh, yeah. I, you Even at 18. You didn't think, oh, my God, I, I look amazing. Yeah. I'm awesome. No. no? I, w I wish I could feel I don't know any actor, actor or even musician who thinks that, too. I, I think that maybe all the they're time when I see myself. Do you? Okay, I'm like, see, I'm I need, fucking awesome. I wish you Jesus. could, like, teach me I'm that, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, there, there's got to be those people out there, though, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, but sometimes, are, right? sometimes I mean, you must see yourself and be like, yeah. yo, I'm kind of a badass. Well, sometimes I'll see myself and be well happy where you feel like you've achieved something you were working for right dude you but never have that thought it's easier with i get some distance that's sweet no no that that is sometimes i can't you've just redeemed yourself entirely <laughs> see what did he said in here he comes around as a sweetheart in the end <laughs> well, she's still with him so. exactly right. he's doing exactly. something he's doing right, something right. <laughs> but so uh, what's your sister do now is she in, uh, into the arts or acting she's or? a she's a journalist writer um, and she she does uh, voiceover work and uh, what did she just do? Are your she voices does some radio the stuff? Same? Our, our, yeah, our voices <laughs> yeah. are very similar. She, she yeah, and she's a great singer. She's a great singer. Yeah, that's yeah, wild. She knows my app. I can give her any song. And Man, you could utilize her harmonies. in your Broadway musical yeah, storytelling that be, thing. That would be bonkers. And like she you could was have there. like another another <laughs> you walking around in the background. Oh, that like, would be great. Yo, I could I could direct this. But also, what's great? No, though, I, the whole thing is just coming. I, I mean, I'm gonna make. A, Let's do it, dude. Maybe you can weird. direct. Maybe you can direct. Yeah, I'll direct it. That'd be great. I've got I've got the concept. Oh my gosh. Well, her shows, but if you go to her website. There's a couple mm. of performances at Joe's Pub. Uh-huh. One time we flew her sister in. Yeah. And it was gorgeous. She did all the harmony. They that, sing so yeah. well. Yeah. You guys should sing. Yeah, that, that's such... I wish she was here in New York, really you know? Yeah. Voice. That's wild. That's, that's amazing. But her, her instincts, too, are identical to mine. So yeah. she knows where I'm going. I know where she's going. So we yeah. can uh, keep the, the spatial does yeah. she call you yeah. to tell you she's been mistaken for you oh, over the yeah. years? Almost. Yeah. Occasionally, yeah. I feel bad for him, man. <laughs> I feel guilty, you know. I have to go, but if you really want to end the, the, the interview about how insane her parents really were, <laughs> just end by telling them what your sister's name is and then we can move on. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, my sister's name is Jack. Jack and Jill. <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jack. Yeah. Jacqueline on the uh, okay, Jacqueline. although All she right. is Jack I mean I've never called her anything but Jack Jacqueline. it's such cool. a great cool. girl's name too I love it yeah yeah she's she's a so they smoke some that's the thing they don't even have that excuse though because I know they didn't I know yeah. they did well although by, you know there was a lot of alcohol involved but yeah anyway sorry yeah so that's but, another story so don't you yeah. think that like all of your like success that you're do you think your mom is envious of it or do not like what you, you know I, I don't huh? know man yeah you just don't know yeah yeah it's uh it's just I, totally i've gotten indications that she's followed things i mean she's called out of the yeah. blue and then you know oh i heard you're on a show and then that was sort of it but, yeah so i know there's a an awareness or there was i don't know if it, it still exists or yeah. not to be honest so 
Yeah. It's interesting. That's weird. It's interesting because I don't know. It's just it's just interesting. I I you know the you're an interesting person. You know you have like a I don't know like there's I want to get to like what makes you tick. You know I know what I mean? I, I'm trying to get to like, what makes me tick seriously because yeah. it's weird and I don't have any answers though. Like I right I don't know why she did what she did. I don't know what my dad does did and does what he does. It's it's uh and I guess it's a child of parents. None of us ever will. Yeah. You know. Um. And you know in, in a way I'm sort of sort of forced to confront that sort of every day i usually i find myself just trying yeah. to ignore it and run away from it but uh well you you seem very well adjusted <laughs> considering you know like you've done a great job in in putting that sort of dysfunction and trauma that you've in, encountered in your life into like you know acting and music and so congratulations oh, thank you no but for Thanks, real because that could go oh. that could go like into the nihilism we were talking yeah, about it before could, it could go a lot of ways there's right? justific yeah. when you have like justification to be mm, mad at mm. god or whatever yeah you yeah. know like yeah and you don't choose to go that route you choose to like keep angling towards the light but thank you but you're you're so right though man and and, and i gotta say a lot of that i'm i'm grateful for that yeah. you know whatever yeah. that is that because uh, i've seen a lot of people go in different directions right and i could have gone a lot of different directions and i still and again one day at a time yeah one day at a time you know? no so, definitely the, so who yeah. knows uh it can yeah it can it can yeah. turn around real quick yeah man oh yeah well, thanks for doing it, Jill. Thanks oh, thank you. You're, you're awesome, let's, and let's your song is beautiful. Man. Thank you. And, uh, oh, well, you inspire me. So yeah, seriously, it's uh, let's much do appreciated. something for sure. I would love to. Yeah, I would love to. I would too. I'll at least cook for you too. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting yeah, for that definitely. invitation. Definitely, man. We can. Oh, and the Italian two of us. Style, come on. I hate to say, Pal and I together. Yeah, we're a mean it's team. It's a deadly combination. It really is. It really All is. right. Yeah. What do you want to give? Like, do you have social media things you want to give oh, out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Twitter. There's com. All yeah. my stuff's up there. You know? Anything else, pal? Yeah. The, the what about show. what about you, homie? You want the, <laughs> yeah, the new show, the yeah. New show, second City on a Hill. Second season, City on a Hill. Yeah, Showtime. Congrats on that, Very too. excited, man. I think, I think if the show gets attention, because it's a good show, and shows sometimes have to evolve. Yeah. Like luck, mm -hmm. I understand what you meant by luck. Yeah. Luck, second season, was going to blow everybody's mind. Oh, yeah. what happened? Uh, well, that's a whole yeah, yeah. oh, because Dustin or it's something. A, it's a good question, man. But yeah, because, yeah. no, I... I I'm going to be the first one to say it publicly. If the city on the hill gets attention. Yeah. Kevin Bacon said it to me himself. This girl's going to be nominated for a Golden Globe and an Emmy. What she does yeah. in that first season is mind-blowing. Yeah. And to answer your question earlier... <laughs> Why she keeps working is because she's so bloody talented. Yeah. You understand that? I do understand yeah. that. No, yeah, no. yeah. She would never say it. Yeah. When no, you get she that is. Golden Globe, you'll be too big for us. So. I'd yeah. no. We're happy to have you. But see, never, like, there's a, you, you have a real humility yeah. to you that's yeah. really Super. endearing. It's like, you know. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Because I love doing what I do, though, you know? It's like. It's too much. Yeah. I, I have a, okay, I, I'm going to like self compliment because I have a little of that confidence. same thing. And I think it comes when you come from a, a family of origin that sort of pushes you towards the people pleasing thing mm, for yeah, yeah, yeah. the various reasons that happens. Yeah. Then that, that tends to happen, yeah. you know, I but I think it's a good thing, but yeah, yeah. you know, to a point, to a point. You're right. Wow. Donald Trump or Jill Hennessy. I always that, thought it would be a little more like 
Be a little so bit more. Similar. Yeah, you know, you, so similar. He's not yeah. wrong. He's not. No, he's. He's right. not wrong at all. He's not wrong. Yeah. No, yeah. you're. You're exactly. You're exactly yeah. right. What I've, a guy. I've got to work on the, the self promotion and the. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. Like when you asked her the Buddy I, Holly question, she was never going to tell you that she was on board. Well, we were going to ask. Of course. Yeah, I know. I was. I was going to get there. I was going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. She wouldn't even Yeah. She's humble. It's fine. Yeah. Well. Next time we got to get him a mic. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I, mean, I, should, I didn't know he was going to. I know. Jump in. in. I didn't mean to. Sorry. I can't help myself. Yeah, I know. I get Next it. Next time. After the Golden Globe, we'll do after it. The after Golden the Golden Globe, we'll get. After the Golden Fucking talented. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Well, well let's see the notes. Yeah. Oh Pass me the notes boy. real quick. I didn't, uh, Here, come on camera. I have not fact checked so this. Like, I have like, not wow. even well, 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 looked at Joseph this. When Joseph asked you, do you know anything oh. about Buddy Holly? How do you not say? How do you not say that you were on Broadway for two years in the Buddy Holly? I, did, I got to that. Buddy's wife. Like, I totally got to that. Week, and oh that gosh. he lived in our building. And then when when he says, how, telling how, it like it is. When he says, when he says, to what do you owe your success over? Yeah. 35 years you know what, what am I supposed I, to say because I'm this is so the best part of the pod this is great this is right. couples therapy oh, I'm supposed <laughs> to say I'm so t- and, 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 and over the last 30 years oh I started right now and I probably forgot him. these are the people she's working Robert with. Duvall Robert Duvall yeah. Richard Gere Ron Howard come on John Travolta I wish Tim he would have been louder Jerry Orbach James Kahn Brian Cox, Christopher Plummer, okay. Nick Nolte, oh, Kevin Bacon, Nick Dustin Hoffman, Sam Warson, Jeremy Hines, and, I'm, and Jean <laughs> Renault. Like, that's a damn that's... good list of actors you've worked with. Okay. What was it like working uh, yeah. with Duvall? Duvall. Awesome. Hilarious. What'd you work with him on? Passionate what'd you, dude. What'd you? A uh, movie called The Paper, uh, directed by Ron Howard. And he's wow. just this, like, tango dancing, creative, joyous guy. Yeah. You know, who just loves playing in the moment, man. Every time you're doing a scene with him, he's yeah. like, sort of like I I don't want to use the term messing around with you in a negative way but a right. positive way like yeah. just keeping you engaged and excited mm-hmm. and, and you know I was like 24 I, or is it 20, 24 25 23. I, oh Jesus I'm gonna tell that story too because you're Jeez. too humble okay, well, I, the same week she booked Law and Order it was the same week booked I booked Law and paper, Order okay, and yeah. get her out of a week and of shooting Law and Order so she could go work with Duval yeah. I yeah. got for 23 years old that's amazing bad ass it is bad ass <laughs> she would never say it What's, I'd your, be telling what's your sign? Yeah, but cancer. I, I'm not really like a cancer, but yeah. I, I, know. <laughs> I worked hard to What is a cancer on. like? Cancer, cancers are mellow and Are they really? Wow, you are not a cancer. Well, but okay. it's so nice that you found a relationship with somebody who champions you because so often That's true. you find relationships yeah. where, where it's the opposite, tries right? to tear you down or no. gets threatened by your success. No. Yeah. I, I'm not threatened by anything. Yeah. And, and and I can honestly say this and she'll agree or disagree. There'd be no albums without me, and I mean that I pushed her to do it. Yeah, I right. can't write a guy. He, he really was, yeah. but I knew she had a major. And I pushed her for ten years. Cheerleader like, Stop for years. Singing everybody else's song, write your own songs, and I'll make an album. Yeah. I have no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. And we're about to make. Oh yeah, neither of us did. That's and awesome. we just I produced them all. Did it. Yeah. Not as producer, as like label. You know, yeah. I, mean, I hire producer, engineer, musicians, but she's got more songs. She got songs. I mean, if she was alone in the desert, she'd write thirty songs. She got to take care of me, her kids. She got a job. Like, she's got work to do. You know, yeah. she's not like like you know. I don't want to mention anybody's name, but we know some singer songwriters who are single, no children, and they disappear. That's me. That's oh. me. I'm, I'm, I'm a singer songwriter. But, but they go away for two months no and they kids. write three albums. You know. 
Yeah. That's all they do. Yeah. God bless if that's all you have to do. You know, worry about your dog and write some songs. <laughs> well, what about Alec Baldwin? What did you work uh, with Alec Baldwin? Three times. Oh, yeah. Three movies. I, a movie about the Nuremberg Trials. It was a, for TNT. Sorry, that's with Brian podcast. Cox. We got to that's these that's guys a for big one, man. Oh my god! Right yeah, there. come to us. Don't go to the managers or agents. <laughs> come to come Jill and Paolo. Paolo, oh, oh, what happened with Alec Baldwin? We're not going there. We oh, go. hilarious. We're not going there. But you, you had all the notes. Well, just, oh, it was Nuremberg and Lime Life indie film. We were a married couple in Lime Life, which was hilarious. And I have the. Supreme Court justice. Oh yeah, Nuremberg. in Nuremberg I was his mistress, and, and in uh, Lime Life I was, was his wife. Time. Did you stay friends with any of these people? Yeah. Like, yeah. Friends with Alec oh yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I see Alex. Okay, we want Alec Baldwin on the podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah, that shout would out be a, Alec Baldwin. That would be a fun one, man. You think so? Oh, he's hilarious. That would be rad. <laughs> hey, who'd get on that? Yeah. Uh, Definitely the Bacon Brothers. That would be fun. And what about J- James Caan? Oh, James. He was. He was lovely. He was lovely. Work with him on? Just once on this, uh, we did a crossover with Crossing Jordan and a show he was on called Las Vegas. Yeah, Las okay. Vegas. And they crossed over. But kind of like Mork and Mindy used to cross over with Happy Days. Yes. Oh my! It's no, remember that? You're right. That was <laughs> like <laughs> that was the <laughs> first crossover, wasn't Mork it? Yeah. Was that the first? That's the first one, bro. I never thought about. Yeah, <laughs> was man. That the first yeah. Hell yeah! Laverne yeah. and Shirley and Happy Days. Oh, no, that too. was a spinoff too. They were both. That spin-offs. was a spinoff of the Happy Days, right? First crossover yeah. of two TV shows oh my was Joe Hennessy Law and Order with Homicide on the Streets. Tom Fontana's Homicide and Tom Fontana is showrunner on City on a Hill. With, for a show with Dick Wolf, Law and Order, and now they do it all the time. Yeah, that's true. Full story. circle, yeah. man. Full circle. That's cool. Let me see what else all right, and finally, what's what about Richard Gere? Oh, I love. Is him. it true what they say? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. I can't even believe. That's the worst. I know that. I, that is oh my god, I adore that's horrible. That guy. I love that guy, and I'm I and I know that shit's bullshit. It's He's just funny. I know that shit. <laughs> But what was it like working oh with him? <laughs> I you you can't help but fall in love with that guy, man. Because he's, he's so damn generous yeah. and lovely, and you know, supportive. Mm-hmm. He's like well, a real artist. He'll what'd just you, what'd you work with him on? It was a film called Autumn in New York with uh, Winona Ryder. With Winona Ryder, high expectations, but it just didn't get there. Crazy. You know, yeah. like a lot of you know. But I love Winona Ryder too. Yeah. She was. She's, she's dope. She loves Springsteen. Uh, follow up. All those, all those big names that you worked with. Did you mm-hmm. learn anything in particular? Did you grab stuff from any of them that you implemented in your acting? Yeah. Oh, everybody you work with too. I, I I'm sure you find this too. It's mm-hmm. like you, uh, like, like Dustin. Like, I'll give you an example. Yeah, and Dustin. I you know learned just the allowing yourself just to enjoy what you're doing. Duval. Same my biggest play, t- is just playing yeah and he, we were talking about one of his favorite actresses an Italian actress I think it was Anna Magnani um, and another actress I wish I could remember her name um, Sophia Loren no it's her birthday it's Sophia Loren's oh, yeah, birthday today that. by the way yeah. what Mazel Tov Bruce's indeed. birthday on Monday by the way oh, okay. oh my god we're gonna Mazel. see him this weekend in Hey, dude, I'm pl- we're playing Asbury tomorrow with Mike. Are you serious? Oh, you're doing the yeah. see here now? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are you playing? Yes. We'll go. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, I'm doing a thing with Mike McCready from Pearl yeah. Jam, yeah. and yeah. I joined his band. That's where are you going to be? We're going That's what you're doing last night. That's what I was doing last night. Until 5 in the morning. Okay. I invited Joe to play yeah. tomorrow, too. That's you great. Do you want to stay at my house tomorrow night? We're, we yeah. Like, seriously, I need a place to stay. Actually, you. I said you, not we. Who's we? Ahoot. We don't have a place to crash. We actually got a text saying they can't give us a hotel. So, yeah. 
We, Are you serious? You can dude, stay we, at our place. I swear. That's amazing. This is kids. Well, we'll cook. Now we actually have a cook. reason to cook And we will write a song. Can you guys Let's write a song. What? You know, no joke, man. No joke. Okay, good. I've got a few songs all set, and I definitely want to work on something else, too. Let's work on something. I can help tighten up one of the ones you That would be awesome. Let's do it. If you yeah, get us let's tickets do it. to That'd your be... show, you got a place to sleep. All right, we'll do our best. Like, yeah, we, yeah. What's through, the venue? Through McCready, we, we'll text. probably be able to where do it. Yeah, where are you guys playing? I don't know. It's well, the festival. He's playing, so. he's oh, okay. playing at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <clears throat> tomorrow? At the Paramount Theater? Tomorrow. Oh, and I think uh, and tomorrow and Sunday. Stages, oh, one of the outdoor stages? Our friend Rob Afuzo, who was my roommate in college and the drummer for Skid Row and Jill's drummer for... Fucking shout out Skid Row, Sebastian Bach. We want him here. We tried to get him. Jill's drummer. It was Jill's drummer on the first album. His girlfriend... Friend's oh son God. is a is a drummer in a band, uh-huh. and they're playing 145 <laughs> on Sunday on the beach. Right. And I can't think of the name of the band. Then we're kicking it this weekend. Oh my gosh, we I love it. We already have plans for the weekend. I know that's awesome. <laughs> it's in, in Jersey, in Asbury Park. Oh, that's awesome. It's kicking it in Jersey. They oh my literally God. just texted me that they can't give us parking and there's no hotel. <laughs> no parking? Oh my God. What the really? fuck? Can you curse on this podcast? Jeez. Huh? Can you curse on this podcast? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Because fuck them. They don't want to give me parking. Well, exactly. <laughs> Shout out. The promoter. <laughs> the promoter. Not, not. Who's the promoter? Tony oh Palagrossi? I don't know. Exactly. I know him well. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, know. I don't know who it is. We got added you know last him? minute. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know. I just know I, I have know. to go grocery shopping now, man. I got to yeah. buy some good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Tony Palagrossi. What's okay, the menu going to be? Jeez. He does all that stuff. Yeah. I'll call him. Okay. And so you're into meat right now. I'm in the, yeah, you're into meat. Carnivore. Okay. But I mean, I, I, I'll cheat on it. Yeah. So if you guys want oh, no, to pasta. Yeah, I'll do meat, meat veg. You know. Yeah. Right. Sam's band playing See Here Now. If I see right yeah, okay, great. We're going to kick band? it. Sam's band, Ripe. Have you ever heard of that band? Yes, nah, I did I a session with them. They're oh, great. Rob they are the great. Awesome. I'd love to check them out. Oh, cool. So the kid grew up with Rob as kind of a... Right for a while. Yeah. That band, I had them stripped mm-hmm. down in the cellar where you did yeah, a session yeah. with you the know, I could get you here and they were amazing. Guaranteed. They were amazing. Wow. That's I Okay, cool. I mean Judy we play, we play with him all you know, the time. Sam's mom. Hey, yeah. we can get Max Weinberg. So does Rob. Uh-huh. And his he son, said 100% we can get Max Weinberg. His son Weinberg. plays for Slipknot. His son is the drummer for Slipknot. Slipknot? That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, the drumming for that band, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. his, his kit we is like four times the size of a regular kit. That's wild. We don't know a lot of I, I worked with Max once. You it did? Was interesting, yeah. Well, on a session and filmed him at City Winery. and it was, He's a, got a nice manager. What the fuck, dude? We want to get him on the podcast. Well, I didn't, yeah, just, I didn't until now. Well, you just said you I just dissed him. Can we cut that out? Let's cut that out. edit this section? Edit that part out so we can get him on Who the podcast. Who are you trying to get on? He edits. Max. Yeah. Uh, you just dissed Max? I didn't diss Max. I didn't even hear it. Not really. Because he said he's got a nice manager. Yeah, I dissed the manager. It was subtle. <laughs> I know the it manager. Was Mark Stein. It was subtle. <laughs> hey, I don't remember his name. Mark Stein. Yeah, he was yeah. difficult. Was he a dick? You know, just not responsive. Mm. That's rude. I don't like that. I'll call him right now. <laughs> oh my god, this guy! <laughs> this, guy uh, this guy! Well, uh, we'll we'll text Paolo and we'll figure it out for this weekend. Okay. All right, well, this we'll is try a, to get you. I'm excited that we're going to kick it. I know this is great. Yeah, this is <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, yeah. what are that? Mark Stein. That's cool. Why awesome. are you rude to my friends, man? Yeah. Call you, not me. I don't know. You know, you say no, thank you. It reminds me of De Niro a little bit. Yeah, See, I, I know he gets that all the time. Why don't you act? Seriously, I'm an actor. I stopped doing it because oh. my wife was too busy and someone had to take care of the kids. Okay. Oh my I also gosh. I run other businesses that I can run from home, so can't have two actors in two parts of the world and kids. 
Yeah. Doesn't work out. He, he up, runs like two different, th- now three you different businesses, up, though. Your kids yeah. end up becoming yeah. musicians and writing bad bad songs, good songs. Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> Our <laughs> kids are too secure, about, man. I had a tough life on Fifth Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the village was so dark and dirty. And My people mom, were too nice Dad to me. They me too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had too much food to eat every day. They love me too, too much. Yeah, they love me. <laughs> I'm too full of love. I do. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fucking. That was a good way to end it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. I, uh, all right. Okay, well, cool. Yeah. This was awesome. Yeah. yeah this was really, great. It was. Thank it you. had a funny arc, but it yeah. was so. It, but it got there in the end. I'm psyched for tomorrow. I'm I mean, excited my gosh. for tomorrow too. This yeah. is not going to end. Yeah. yeah. We're going to jam till we see each other again in like nice. twelve hours. Twelve hours. Yeah. I'm going to take a yeah. nap and then I'll see you guys. Awesome. Yeah. Please. <laughs> please. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Thanks Joe. Man. See you guys. <laughs> wow. Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated.